happening. And 2021 going to be off the chain. Hallelujah. We haven't just survived 2020. We're thriving in 2020. Am I right about it? Thank you, Lord. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, read verses 5 through 8. It talks about the difference between the man who trusts in man. He'll be cursed. And then you read verse 7 and 8. The man who trusts in God, he'll be blessed. It said he'll have no fear in the year of drought. So no matter if drought ever hits, famine in this world, you and I don't have any fear of that. Why? Our trust is in the Lord. Amen? Praise God. All right. Open your Bibles to 1 Kings 20. 1 Kings 20. You can just remain seated. Please, please remain seated. While you're doing that, I just want to tell you, show you something funny. Grouchy Fauci. You all know Dr. Fauci, Dr. Grouchy? Trying to tell you how to have your Thanksgiving and Christmas. He's a Grinch trying to steal Christmas. Here's an article he, uh, a uh, statement he's made. Y'all put that up there for me, please, media. Y'all have that? You see what this says. Fauci urges black community, community to be confident in the COVID-19 vaccine. The time is now to put skepticism aside. Now, now, I was already going to say no, but now, now it's tell the devil no, tell the devil no, no, tell the devil no. Why, why did you find it necessary to urge black people? He said, get over your skepticism. What skepticism? Oh, you mean because of the Tuskegee experiment? You remember talking about that experiment where, where you all said you were treating black men for syphilis and you were giving black people syphilis? You mean that one? You mean the sterilization things you all were doing in North Carolina to black women? Just trust us, though. Trust us. And he says this, he says, he says, don't worry, I'm perfectly comfortable taking it myself. Man, they're going to give you water, man. Stop playing. I remember hearing people saying this whole pandemic, you know, man, black people, they're they trying to kill black people. And I was like, no, that ain't true. Nah, it's true. Now nah, nah, I'm thinking y'all right. Y'all, they're trying to kill black people. Urge black people to take the take the vaccine. The devil is a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. You see, and the issue you gotta you gotta know is this: is that this is from the same this this source is the same group of people who are behind Planned Parenthood, who's had the same agenda since the 1960s or actually the 1930s to annihilate black people off this planet. Now, I'm not trying to preach, preach black and white. I'm just, I'm not even preaching it. I'm just making a point here that this is the same group that since 1973, 19 million black pregnancies have been terminated through, through Planned Parenthood. And 79%, listen, this is, this is critical. 79% of all Planned Parenthood locations are in minority communities. 79%. If you can't 
understand that that is a diabolical scheme to annihilate black people off this planet, then something's wrong with your eyes. See, and we want to vote Democrat. The ones who pay for Planned Parenthood, who are annihilating black people. That's the whole, that's the whole, if you were to take 19 million people, you could repopulate Florida. I'm, I'm sorry, that's 19 million pregnancies. We don't know how many of those were triplets or twins or. Now, please, let me just say this. Anybody ever had an abortion, please don't get con uh, condemnation for what I'm saying. I'm not picking on you. I'm trying to get you to understand the plan of the enemy that's been against us. God perfectly forgives. How many of y'all are grateful for that, that God forgives? Okay. Thank you, Lord. He's a very faithful father. And those, and those babies, if you had had an abortion, you'll see them in heaven. You'll see them in heaven. They're, they're, they're waiting on you already. Praise God. That's wonderful. But I want you to see what the enemy is trying to do against people of color. Well, people, the devil hates everybody. I mean, he's, he hates everybody. Black, white, yellow, green, polka dot, striped. Male, female, trans, whatever you think you are, he hates everybody. Okay? So, um, but I just know when I saw that, that article, I'm like, hmm. I was already planning on saying no. But now I'm like, heck no. <laughs> no for sure. Praise God. I've got a vaccine right here in my hand. Proverbs 4, that's what I was going to say, Proverbs 4. Down there, verse 20 and 21 says that the word of God is health and medicine to all of our flesh. The word is medicine to our flesh. You can get healed right off the word of God. Amen? And stay healed and stay healthy. All right, 1 Kings 20. Let's, let's get cranking here. I got to do this in a brief time because we've got these people to baptize, and I'm excited about that tonight. So I'm going to move quickly. I'm not, I may have to skip around a little bit. 1 Kings 20. <clears throat> I'm going to read verse 13 and 14, and then drop down to 19. All right, it says this. Uh, are you all in verse 13? Yeah, thank you. Well, I was talking about media, not y'all says, suddenly a prophet approached Ahab, king of Israel, saying, Thus says the Lord, have you seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So Ahab said, By whom? And he said, Thus says the Lord, By the young leaders of the provinces. Then he said, Who will set the battle in order? And he answered, You. So how's God going to give them the victory? He said, By the young leaders. All right, verse 19 and 20. Verse 19 and 20 says, Then these young leaders of the provinces went out of the city with the army which followed them, and each one killed his man. I'll stop there. And each one killed his man. Tonight I'm talking on uh, this subject again, the young leaders. This is part two, young leaders. Amen? Praise God. Father, thank you for the word we're about to receive. Let it come and penetrate our hearts and produce in us what you're sending it to produce. We thank you for the anointing on me and these your people. Let the word go forth. Mightily we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. Alright, now we talked about Sunday how Satan works through, how many of y'all believe there's a real devil? Okay, good. Whether you believe it or not, he's real. 
he's real. I saw an article today about this young guy who killed two, two uh, people. He said because he's a Satan worshiper, so uh, he can convince people to kill people. So he's, he's definitely real, okay? But he works through arts and entertainment. He works through education. He works through the media. Uh, he works through false religion trying to get a foothold in people's lives, right? And we talked about Sunday that one of his primary targets is the youth. I'm about to say the youth. And why? It's because he's after generation. Satan knows it only takes one generation to destroy any work, any ministry, any land, any, any family. He can destroy a generation. I mean, you, in other words, you have a family, they've been serving God for 12 generations. All of a sudden, one generation rises up. They don't know God. All of a sudden, the family's going to pots. Am I right about it? So what we have to do is make sure we decide that we don't let the devil have another generation. Can you say amen? amen? How do we do that? One way, I'll just give you one verse, Psalm 145, verse 4, in the New Living Translation. Psalm 145, verse 4, in the New Living Translation says this. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. Let each generation tell its, its children of your mighty acts. Hey, I don't have time to train. Uh, y'all, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta move. I, don't, I have 30 minutes to do this tonight. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. Y'all got that? Yes, sir. See, every generation has to know God and what God can do. Yes, if not, you lose a generation. You lose a generation. And if you lose a generation, then you lose a, a, a community. You lose a ministry. You lose everything when you lose a generation. Can y'all say amen to that? Amen. Now, Go to 1 Kings 20 and verse 1, please. Because I told you this Sunday, every child needs to know, and make, we got to make sure every child knows God and his purpose for their lives. God has a purpose for every person's life on this planet. There's nobody born on this planet that God doesn't have a purpose for. Nobody got here accidentally. Nobody snuck into the earth. No child got here and God was like, oh, how'd you get here? And there's no child that's here that God doesn't already have a plan for them before they arrived. We read in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, where God called Jeremiah. He said, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you, I called you, I sanctified you, I ordained you, I made you a prophet to the nations. So God already had a plan, and he has a plan for every one of our lives. And what the devil wants to make sure he does is keep the people from knowing God's plan and God's purpose for their lives. Because, listen, when, when, God, when you know God's purpose, God uses you, and he blesses you. But when the devil gets a hold of you, he abuses you and dumps you. And what we're seeing, oh my in, in, in our communities and what we're seeing throughout the world are, are children, young people growing up and they never discover their God purpose, their God assignment, their, their God destiny and they end up getting in the, in the wrong hands and the devil abuses them. They don't get educations. They don't learn how to do anything. They don't develop character. No morals. They have no reference point to the word of God. 
One of the biggest things that happened, we saw here uh, last Wednesday, I believe it was, we had that uh, young man who was, um, uh, got into an altercation with, with the police officers here in St. Pete and lost his life, 20 years old. Y'all remember that? And the most tragic thing my wife, we were talking about this was, did he have time in that short, brief period to repent? Did he have time to say, oh, God, forgive me for all my sins. I received Jesus in my heart. Did he have time? And I'm, I'm going to guess he probably didn't have time. But even worse, the question was, if he did have time, would he even have known to do that? Because we have a generation of people who don't even know to do that. They have no concept of God, of Jesus, of the word, of salvation, of heaven or hell. Their concept of hell is a party place where they're going to meet Tupac and Biggie and Nipsey Hussle. They think they're going to have a party for eternity. But I have news for every one of you that hell is not like hell is a dark place, a fire for eternity, a bottomless pit where you won't even be able to see your own hand in front of your own face. So hell is not going to be a party. Hell is a place of eternal torment. It's real. It's real. And the devil, that's his, that's his destination. And he hates people, and he wants people to end up where he is. So he, he attracts, glory to God, he attracts people by, he entices people by pleasure, by entertainment. You hear this music, you watch this movie, and you watch, you read these books, and you watch these videos, and you think this is the way to go, and I'm having fun. And the Bible says pleasures of sin are for a season. I'm, I'm way off base here, but I'm, I'm going I'm to flow. Y'all going to let me flow? Sin is pleasurable. Y'all ain't saying it on this side. I said sin is pleasurable for a season. That's what the Bible says. How many of y'all remember when you used to be in sin? How many of y'all enjoyed it? How many of y'all glad you're out of it? Why? Because at some point, all the pleasure went away. Oh, I'm preaching better than y'all letting on here. Some of y'all act like you're still enjoying it. All, it always ends. The Bible says the pleasures of sin are for a season. You'll enjoy it for a time. People enjoy getting high. They, they hate coming down. Oh, people enjoy fornicating. But what they hate when they... Oh, look, I can't say that on camera. But you hate the aftermath. Let me just say it like that. Thank God he's a healer. Won't he do it? Won't he will? Praise God. But the devil wants to abuse people and have people live in pleasure for a while, then live like hell on earth, and then end up in hell for an eternity. Because sin will always take you farther than you wanted to go and keep you longer than you wanted to stay and cost you more than you wanted to pay. Did you catch what I said? Okay. So God needs people 
to know their purpose. Okay? Thank you, Jesus. Let me try to get on track here. Okay? In 1 Kings 20, this is our, our chapter here we've been on for the last couple of weeks here. 1 Kings 20, verse 1, we see the scenario set up here. Now Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, gathered all his forces together. 32 kings were with him with horses and chariots, and he went up and besieged Samaria and made war against it. So y'all understand what's going on here, that, that uh, Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, is coming to fight against Israel and their king. Okay? We've already dealt with the fact he's a bully. Look at verse 8. Verse 8. And all the elders, all the people said to him, do not listen or consent. So notice they told him, don't give in to him. He had already taken too much from you. So stop giving in to the enemy. Okay? So they brought this wisdom. Now, I've already, dealt, I've already preached that, so I don't have time to go over review. You can look in our YouTube and whatever you have and hopefully find it. Amen? Look at verse 13. Verse 13. It says, suddenly a prophet approached Ahab, king of Israel, saying, thus says the Lord. Okay, so notice a prophet shows up. Just before the attack, here comes a prophetic word from God. God knows how to get you exactly the words you need before the enemy can pounce on you. He knows the enemy's plan. He knows what the enemy can and cannot do. And so what he does is he sends a prophetic voice. Remember the same thing happened in 2 Chronicles 20 when Jehoshaphat's sitting there and saying, Lord, we don't have any might against this great company and we don't, know, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And the Bible says suddenly Jehaziel began, he got a word from the Lord. Hey, here's your answer. So God will always send you a word that's going to give you an answer in the midst of your battle. Remember the word to him was to Jehoshaphat, you don't need to fight this battle on your own. This battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. So when God sends your word, he's going to show you what God can do. You got it? All right. Now, go back to 1 Kings 20. And verse 14, this is after the word comes from the prophet. So Ahab said, by whom? In other words, how? How is God going to do this? And he said, this is the prophet speaking, Thus says the Lord, by the who? By the young leaders of the provinces. Now, there's a scripture I gave you Sunday in Proverbs 20, verse 29 from the Amplified Bible. Because I want you to see this. We're seeing two groups of people here that's represented. In Proverbs 20, verse 29, Amplified, it says this. The glory of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old men is their gray head, suggesting wisdom and experience. So notice, men or young men or the young are known for their strength. But the old, those more mature, don't think old, you know, think mature. How many mature people do I have in here? All right. You're known, we're known for our wisdom and our experience. You got it? So in 1 Kings 20 verse 14, the work is that it'll be the young leaders that God uses. Are y'all hearing this tonight? He's going to use the young leaders to bring victory to the land. Whew. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, 
young leaders, the young people, usually a, a little, uh, not a little, a lot of naive. Y'all are getting mad. I just look at some of the teenagers. They, they think they know everything. That's the problem with turning and turning into a teenager is all of a sudden you think you know everything. And if child, if you just sit your hot tail down, you don't know nothing. You don't know anything. Right? You start smelling yourself. You can't even buy your own deodorant, but all of a sudden you, you got all the answers for your mom and daddy. <laughs> oh. But what they lack in wisdom, what they lack in experience, they make up for in strength. And what the devil has done successfully for so long is he's created a separation between the young with their inexperience and their strength and the old with their wisdom and their experience. When what God needs is for generations to work together. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, I gotta hurry. So young leaders, in fact, let's, in the, in the, you don't have to turn to this, I'm just gonna tell you this for sake of time. In the King James Version of uh, verse 14, it says the young men of the princes now that young men, now don't, don't get offended ladies. I'm just, I'm just going to the King James to show you what this word means. That word young men is from the Hebrew word na'ar, N-A-A-R. I want you to listen to what it means. It means a boy or a lad or a youth. This is what I'm saying. It's a boy. Now y'all don't understand. Syria is coming to fight. There's an army coming to fight. And, 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 and Ahab doesn't know what he's going to do. The elders come and say, hey, don't give in to him anymore. But the elders didn't give him, give him an answer as what we're going to do. The elders didn't stop him and say, you know what, we got it. They just gave the wisdom and the experience and say, hey, just hold a line. Don't, don't give in. Let's wait on God. So here comes God through a prophet with the answer, and the answer God gives is crazy. He said, are you going to send out your boys? Boys. He didn't say send out all your mighty men. Normally you see times where they gather all the mighty men. Gather together all your valiant, valiant men. Gather together all your men of great, great experience and great expertise. Gather all your skillful warriors together. God didn't say that this time. He said, you want to know how we going to whip, how we going to whip this enemy? Get, get, get your boys. Get them little lads. The little ones who they still picking their noses. I mean, get the, <laughs> one is still still making making arm farts. You know what I'm saying? They still, they still 
Now I'm saying that you're laughing, but I want you to see that sometimes when we see our young men, our young boys, and they're immature, and not, I'm, I'm, let me throw in the young girls too, because I don't want the girls to be offended. He's, this includes you. And when, when, you. When we see them many times, we want to write them off. And don't understand that God still wants to use them, but what they need is some training. They need some covering. They need somebody to grab a hold of them and help bring them along. Now, what the youth have to understand is that you need that covering. You need that training. You need that tutoring. You need that mentorship. You need that teaching. The youth didn't say nothing. Ain't nobody say nothing to me. Because the worst thing that can happen to you in your youth is to think you know everything and despise the wisdom of the elders. And I tell you, like we always tell them, child, what are you trying to go out and been there twice? Brother Roll, you going down, I done been there, got the coffee cup, got the mug, got the t-shirt, got the bumper sticker, I already been there. And I did it better than you. I did it better than you. I did it. I did it better than you think. You think you're you a player? Oh, you trying to be a player now? Oh, you trying to be a player? Bro, you, you, you got a cell phone. I was back in the day, we ain't had no cell phone. We had to be a player. You had to know how to do everything right. We're talking about trying to be a player. You know what I'm saying? It's, they, 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 they think they got all this, all this knowledge, all this knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. You ain't got nothing. We can school you seven days a week and still have a day left over. Are you following what I'm saying to you? So there has to be a, a conjoining. There has to be a union. There has to be a, 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 time, a convention of, of the, the ones with the experience and the wisdom and the ones with the strength. If we're going to turn our community around, say something here. If we're going to turn our cities around, if we're going to turn our, nations around, our nation around, we need to come together. If we're going to turn the church, we can't let them be the church of tomorrow. We've got to push them into being the church of today. That's why children's ministry is so important. Because we got to train them up. Make them know that Bible. I'm glad I had Sunday school. Glad I had Bible band, YPWW. Y'all know it as BTU, Baptist Training Union, all that stuff. Glad I had Vacation Bible School. How many of y'all Vacation Bible School? It wasn't just playtime. Go get punch and cookies after, you know. I know everybody had, we always had the same cookies. Those cookies with the, with the ring in the middle. Everybody had them butter cookies, didn't you? Boy, I tell you what. No, it was to make sure we're trained up to know the Lord. Oh, man. So he says, you're going to use the young leaders. Everybody say young leaders. So God has a plan in his kingdom to use young leaders. It, it grieves God's heart, heart when he sees young people who are wasting their lives in the world. Wasting. Wasting. Because you only have a certain amount of time and resources. Either you're going to invest them or you're going to waste them. 
One of the two. And the only thing that's gonna, that you want to invest in is something that's going to get you a return. And there is no return in the world. That's why Paul said, he said all those things that you used to do, now, now that you look back, you're ashamed of them. What, how do they profit you? How many of y'all can tell me that, that you look back on your life and all the things you were into and stuck in and addicted to and struggling with? You know, you weren't struggling back then, but you were enjoying. Now you look back like, God, I ain't profiting me one little the least bit. Wasted time. Hallelujah. So we got to work together. Everybody say we have to work together. First John 2 verse 14, please. First John 2 verse 14. First John 2 verse 14. John, the writer, says this. He says, I have written to you, fathers, watch this, because you have known him who is from the beginning. He's writing to the fathers because of what they know. Then he says, I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. So notice in this one place, he's writing to both. Seniors, the older, the men, because the fathers, because they're knowledgeable of God and the young men, because they're strong. Y'all got this? Now, go to Joel, Joel, J-O-E-L, Noel, Noel, so we can call it Joel, Joel, if you're from the country, it's Joel anyway. Joel. Ver, uh, chapter 2, verse 28, please. So I'm trying to show you this. Notice again that we just read 1 John 2, 14. We need everybody to work together. Joel 2, verse 28 says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on who? All flesh. All flesh. Your sons and daughters. Ding, 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 ding. There it is, ladies. Your sons and your daughters shall do what? Prophesy. Prophesy. Then watch what he says. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. There it is again. So he puts in this same uh, context here young, what old men are going to do and what young men are going to do. He, he says old men are going to dream dreams. Young men are going to see visions. Now I, I find this interesting because I want, I want to show you something here. Because when you see dream dreams, we'd normally hear it taught, well, you know, old men dream dreams because they're old, they don't have time to fulfill anything, do anything. Okay. So when you look at that word dream up in the Hebrew, you see something very, very interesting here. In the, in the Hebrew, that word dream, the, the verb there, your, your old men shall dream dreams, so the verb I'm talking about here, is from the Hebrew word uh, shalom, C-H-A-L-A-M, which means dream. It's a regular, ordinary dream. But the secondary meaning of it, this is right out of your concordance, is be strong, be healthy to restore the health. And all of a sudden, we say, wait a minute. That changes everything. Or at least it gives us more light on everything now. That now, rather than an old man dreaming a dream, well, I just, I just, I just dreamt something in this. Well, praise God. You know, that was a nice, cute dream. No, what I dreamt restored me to health. See, because what the enemy wants to make people do when you pass a certain age is think that it's too late for God to use you 
too late for God to do anything in your life and God is going to use the young people because they're strong. No, 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 no. When you get a God dream, I don't care how old you are, it's going to restore you to health. It's going to invigorate you. It's going to raise you up. Moses was 80 years old when he got his God dream. Well, he was 40 when he began to sense it, but he, wasn't, he was 80 years old when he went to go in and walk it out. Caleb, who walked with, with Moses, was 85 years old. And what happened to him back when he was about 40, he, he had a dream. He had, he, had a, he had a vision. He saw something. He saw that promised land. And 40 years later, here he is saying, hey, I'm 85 years old, but I'm still strong enough. Give me my mountain. In other words, that what he had seen on the inside of him kept him strong for 40 years. What he had on the inside of him kept him invigorated, kept him going for 40 years that even when he hit 85 years old, he wasn't too weak to go get what God said was his. Oh, y'all hear me on this here. God gave Abraham a dream by having a child. Here he is now, 99 years old, making babies. He was restored to health. He was made strong. He was made healthy. He was restored to health at 99 years old because of a dream on the inside of him. Are y'all hearing this tonight? So when it says your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, God's not trying to leave the old men out of the equation. He's saying you're going to see something that's going to reinvigorate you. Thank you, Lord. Tell your neighbor it's not too late for you. Psalm 103 verse, verse 5 says, your youth shall be renewed like the eagles. Your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, I got to hurry up. Satan's going to do anything he can to keep you from getting a God dream. Did you hear what I said? He's going to do whatever he can to try to keep you from getting a God dream. He doesn't want young men, young ladies to ever get a God dream. He wants your life to be a nightmare. So he, give, he will give you a, a, a false illusion of grandeur. If you do this, I can give you all this. In other words, the devil, just like he tempted Jesus Christ, told Jesus, if you bow down and worship me, I can give you all this. And that's how Satan lures people into his kingdom. Mm-hmm, talk about it. People, oh man, people who ascend to the highest heights in the world have first had to descend into the deepest depths in hell. Oh, help me say that, Lord. Let me, let me make sure I understand. People who have ascended to the highest heights in the world, I'm talking about in the world system, in, in music, in media, in entertainment, in all the world stuff, those who have gone to the highest heights. I guarantee you have already descended to the deepest depths in hell. They've already cut deals. They've already been encountered. They've already encountered Satan. Satan's made them an offer. And they took it. Oh, Satan's real. Oh, he's definitely real. He's definitely real. He'll make you an offer and say, I'll make you the biggest rap star in the world. I'll make you the biggest football star in the world. I'll make you the biggest NFL star, NBA star in the world. If you bow down and serve me. I got quiet in this Baptist church. 
You see, because the devil wants to take them. He wants to give them a demonic dream so that they can never have their God dream. And the demonic dream will strengthen them for a moment and that it'll begin to just simply sap away. But your God dream will empower you for your whole life. Even in old age, you'll still be bringing forth fruit. Can I show you this one, one last place here? Man, I wish I had time to finish this here. Daniel chapter 1. Because the devil doesn't want you to get your God dream. Joseph had a God dream. Remember Joseph? Back in Genesis, Jacob's son. Joseph had a God dream. It, it sustained him for his whole life, Elder Baker. Even when he met all kind of messed up stuff, it, it, it kept him. He didn't give in to immorality. He didn't give in to, you know, he didn't lose his integrity. He walked with God because that dream was on the inside of him. Now, I want to show you this last thing here tonight and talk, just to talk, show you how he's after our youth. In Daniel chapter 1, for sake of time, media, let's switch right to the message translation, please. In fact, I, I sent you what I wanted you to have because I, it, it would be a lot to put on one screen. So I, I sent you um, just verse 3 and 4 of, of that. It says, the king, now what happens here is the children of Israel, they got into sin again. Again. Judah, in fact, and they've now been taken captivity into Babylon. Babylon represents the world. Babylon represents the world. We call that system out there the Babylonian system to this day. Okay? So the king, Nebuchadnezzar, right, told Asphanaz, that's one of his staff members, head of, his, of the palace staff, to get some Israelites from the royal family. These are the, are the slaves and nobility. Keep going, please. Keep going, we got it? All right, let me just read it, because that's, that's why I sent it to you. It says, the king told Asphanaz, head of the palace staff, to get some Israelites from the royal family and nobility. Verse four, young men who were healthy and handsome, intelligent, and well-educated, now, I know some of y'all trying to, you know, pop your collar right now when you see, you know, young, healthy, every one of the women, they like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for right there. Young, healthy, handsome, intelligent, well-educated. That's like your list right there, ain't it? That's perfect. They ain't saying I love the Lord in here. Just said, well, healthy, young. Handsome, intelligent. What well, is the world looking right here, though? Okay, so look at this. I want you to see these, these aspects he's looking for, though. Young, healthy, handsome, intelligent, well-educated. He calls them good prospects for leadership positions. In other words, his plan is to, is to let them rise to the top of his system. That's what I was just telling you. Good prospects for leadership in the government, perfect specimens. Then he says, and indoctrinate them in the Babylonian language and the lore of magic and fortune telling. Did y'all catch what he just said? 
he said, I want you to get these young men up. Now remember, these are, he said, get them from, these are Jews. Bring those Jews, they're, Jews are God's people. So I want you to bring some of God's people, we call them today church folk. Bring up some of them good YPWW Bible Band Sunday School boys. Had a praying grandmother. And I want you to snatch them out of church. Take them ones who, they, they, they can play the organ real good. Take Beyonce who can sing real good in church. Take Whitney out of church. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm just telling you how this happens. All these very talented people we know, KC and JoJo. Y'all remember, some of y'all remember. These, these people are all in church. So the devil's plan is, snatch them out of church. Pull them in over into our system where we can now indoctrinate them. Teach them our doctrine. Teach them what we want them to know. Uh, teach them out of God. So we're going to indoctrinate them in the Babylonian language. This is how we talk out here. And the lore of magic and fortune telling. Magic, witchcraft, sorcery. Now, you see the New Testament, sorcery is the Greek word pharmakia, which, which means drugs, pharmacy, pharmaceuticals. So the whole drug game is part of that system meant to lure you out. It's just, it's just weed. It's just, it's just weed. It's herb. It's natural. <laughs> so it's lettuce. You ain't smoking lettuce though. I ain't never seen anybody smoking no rice. The, the, the trick of the enemy is to lure you out and entice you with that because he won't let you be satisfied with weed. He'll stir in you a desire for something greater. Because weed after a while won't do it anymore. I'm preaching better than I'll let know. And you'll have to, well, have to try a little pill here, a little pill there. And before you know it, you're stoned out of your head. You're now over into the lore of magic. That's what this magic is. And fortune telling. Because when you get under the influence, you begin to see things in another realm. Some of, some of the best rappers say, before I rap, before I go in the studio, I got to get some of that Cezurb. I got to get something. I got I to hit something because I can then see. And they begin to, they begin to fortune tell. They, they begin to prophesy on disc, on, on, on MP3. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. This is what's happening. And it's a diabolical scheme of the enemy to take people with talent people with potential, people with skill, people who God has a plan for their lives and corrupt them so they can't be young leaders for the kingdom, they become young leaders for the world. And I don't have time to read it because we're done. But when you go back and read the rest of 1 Kings 20 or the, up to that story, the young leaders led the people out to war. The people followed the young leaders. The people followed the young leaders. The people followed the young leaders. So what the devil wants to do is turn it around, corrupt it, and have the young leaders in the world lead people in war against God. That's what's happening now. That's why y'all hear me keep talking about Antifa and the Black Lives Matter movement. 
Now, let me just make sure you understand when I say Black Lives Matter movement. I'm talking about the movement itself. Pastor, you don't think black lives matter? Of course black lives matter. So do white lives and red lives and purple lives. But the movement, the organization is anti-Christ. And so what they are doing is taking young people and leading a war against Christ. And I got some news for you. It's a war. They ain't going to win. They ain't going to win that war. It may look like it, but they ain't going to win that war. What we got to do is pray them out of that. Pray their eyes become open. They see, begin to see, wait a minute, what am I doing here? So we've got to make sure, hallelujah, we are praying for our young people. And we are being examples of them. So we can help them go in the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In 1 Samuel 17, 33, when David was going to go fight Goliath, Saul's words were, you can't go up against a, a Goliath because you are a youth. He told David, you can't go fight Goliath. You're only a youth. David said, listen, when I face that bear, and I faced that lion, I was a youth, but God was with me. And the same God who was with me when I whipped that lion and whipped that bear is going to be with me when I go up against this giant. So he understood, yeah, I am a youth, but I have God on my side. And so listen, when you have God on your side, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, no giant can ever stand before you, but you got to make sure you stay over on the Lord's side. God wants to use every one of you. Now listen, I don't care if you're a, a, a pastor, preacher, rep, man of God, whatever you want to call me. I'm only 16. I'm only 17. David was only 17. King Josiah was only 8 years old. The Bible says Samuel, Samuel was a little boy when he ministered to the Lord under Eli. A little boy, matter of fact, the Bible said his mom would every year make him a little, little coat. Just make him a little, little coat. You can imagine this little coat she'd make him. But he was a boy. So you can start right now whatever age you are. Matter of fact, I'm going to just be forceful. You better start where you are. Because the longer you wait, the longer you give Satan time to fill your heart with his agenda and fill your heart with things that are against God. What he wants to do is plaster all the social media, plaster all the media, plaster all the music, plaster all everything out there with anti-Christ doctrine. And have you grown up hating church and don't even really know why. Well, because them people ain't right. What people ain't right? Specifically, what people aren't right? You mean your mama? Because your mama go to church. Your grandma go to church. You mean your grandma ain't right then. That's what you're saying. Who, who ain't right? See? The devil wants to do that to get people off. 
but we got to make sure we stand up and uh, lead our youth. Amen. I want to quit here. Uh, I'm going to quit. On this pause. Whoever's getting baptized, I want you to quickly stand and follow uh, Sister Pauline on the hall. Prepare. We're going to prepare here to baptize you here. Our last few minutes. Come on, give them a hand as they, as they go. Come on, come on, give them a hand. Come on, give them a hand. Cheer them on, cheer them on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, keep up, keep it up, keep it up. Keep it up. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Come on, Brother Luke, come on, Brother Luke. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Young leaders, young leaders, young leaders, old leaders alike. God is raising up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is wonderful. Come on, keep it up, keep it up. Come on, we cheer y'all on, we cheer you on, we cheer you on. We're happy, we're happy, we're happy, we're happy. We're happy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm so happy to see so many of those young people that are, and y'all please don't get offended when I say young people. I'm talking about these, uh, you know, teenagers and what the world calls young adults. I'm still very young. You understand? I'm 49. I'm getting younger and younger every year. Right? The Bible says he renews our youth as the eagles. So I'm not getting older. I'm getting younger. Hallelujah. I'm getting newer. Every day, new mercies. Hallelujah. He renews our youth as the eagles. But it's, it's important, ladies and gentlemen, that we see we're at a critical time in the body of Christ. And because of that, in the world. I ran into a, a, a lady, uh, caught me in the Walmart parking lot last week. And she said, Pastor, what do you think about this? You know, this young man, you know, we just lost this 20-year-old man. This, you know, that young guy just been, been uh, killed last week. And she said, what you think about that? I said, well, uh, it's, it's, it's bad. She said, I think the problem is the church. I said, the problem is the church. The problem is the church. Because as a church, we've stepped back. And I told you, it takes us one generation. See, when I grew up, I remember being... Pinellas Park Middle School. I can remember this, just these scenes. They used to call me Reb. I was in middle school. They called me Reb. Now, I wasn't a Reb. I wasn't even saved. <laughs> I was bad. I, I was so bad, my dad was coming to the school to beat me. I was that bad. Some of y'all parents, that's a word for some parent right there. You need to come to school, go to school and beat your child. Shata da mambra. You need to go to school and beat your child again. <laughs> but my dad used to come to school and beat me beat me and, and the school provided a room the school said Are you come to beat him here here's a room sir Mr. Reverend Anderson here's a room just go ahead and beat your son we appreciate that and uh, but I remember that in that time that in that age time that time I was living in 
it seemed to me I didn't know any, you know, I was in living a black community, black neighborhood. And my point of reference was black. I went to a black church. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just telling you. And I, it just, I didn't know anybody who didn't go to church. I just, I just, growing up, I just didn't know black people, I'm saying. I, I just didn't know black people. I remember one guy, Kendale. I'm like, Kendale, you, don't go, you, need, to go, you need to get saved, huh? I didn't call his last name. I'm just, it's, a, it's probably plenty of Kendales in the world. I'm like, man. And he was on, I always called me Rev. And, uh, but it was just, it was just odd to me if I ever encountered anybody who didn't go to church. Now, it's odd to encounter somebody who does go to church. What happened? One generation forgot to declare his works to the next. And what happened? I'm just speaking within our community. You know, we were saying we shall overcome. And at some point we overcame. And then got over God. God, I got it. We got it now. We got it. We have good jobs and benefits and Education, good education, and now we get, we got it. And what happens is we find out we, we don't got it <laughs> because uh, Judges two ten says there arose a generation, another generation that did not know God. And so if you have a generation that does not know God, it's kind of hard to uh, to recapture what you had, but it's not impossible. So you see, I believe wholeheartedly, ladies and gentlemen, that the church, the true church of the living God, and in fact, let me just throw this in there for free. I believe this year has been a year of separation. Y'all didn't say too much. I believe this year has been a year of separation where God has been dividing the, the wheat from the tares. He's been making a distinction between those who serve God and those who do not serve God. So everybody will know who's serving him and who does not serve him. You see? The true church is coming to the forefront and what God's going to do is magnify the true church and bring his glory into the true church. You're going to be glad you stayed with it and glad of who you stayed with because God's going to use you as vessels of glory. Vessels of glory. Romans chapter 9 talks about vessels of glory. So God wants to use you to manifest his glory on the earth. We're going to see more miracles. We're going to see more signs. We're going to see more wonders. And we're going to see more salvations than we've seen in our time. And I'm not casting off this young generation we see in the street. We need them. And I believe God has a plan to take those young, rambunctious, zealous, fiery, strong, strong-willed even, young people and join them with some rejuvenated older people. And we're going to go and do battle for the kingdom of God. Amen. Y'all agree with that? Give God one more big shout of praise tonight for that. Hallelujah.